listening to the number one podcast for Olive Branch and Eastern DeSoto County. This is OB Pod. On deck for today, guys. We have local news, our Alderman Report with Dale Dickerson, of course, some dad jokes. We've got a tribute to Morgan. This is going to be a real special thing we've got this week. Uh, I hate we have to do it, but you know we got to put it in there. We've got a motivational message, some random facts, some stories you're likely to know. We've got a movie review for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, yeah. and a great sports section wrapping up some playoffs information and some all-district and all-county team selections. T, before we get anywhere on the show, you know we got to talk about our number one realtor team, and that is Team Couch of Birch Realty, guys. Our good friend, Brian Couch. Brian Couch. Guys, his group, his team, has over, now get this, over 70 years of total experience in the real 70. estate market. Okay? They are offering a free market analysis for anybody who is looking to buy or sell, whatever. If you want to know what your house is worth in the current market and you want no obligation, no cost, no nothing, talk to a real pro, a pro that has been voted 14 times, number one, number one in the county now. Uh, this is the people you want to talk to. They will look at your house. They'll tell you, give you a little information and let you know what it costs, what its value, whatever you need to know to try to help you out in your real estate needs. And you will see how professional and how they handle stuff. And you will see why they've been voted number one. So seriously, go check out teamcouch.com. You won't regret it. And here, I'll even let Brian tell you a little more information. Thanks, guys. This is Brian Couch with Team Couch at Birch Realty Group. We're a full-service team with three full-time agents here to work for you and also an assistant in the office. We don't do part-time real estate. We have a full team to work for you. Please give us a call at our office, 662-449-1700, or you can call me on my cell, 901-461-7653. We're here to work for you. T, what are we looking like for our weather, brother? Well, I'll tell you what, it's starting to get what I would call pre-summer. Not a little a little warmer than spring, yeah. but kind of like spring, pre-summer coming along. What a weekend we had. No right? doubt. Gorgeous. And kind of cloudy, a little cloudy or whatnot, with temperatures in the upper 70s and low 80s. Had a nice breeze going on all weekend long. Some of that's going to continue through the week. I think the lowest high that we'll have for the week is going to be about 80 degrees, and that's looking at Wednesday and Thursday this week. Uh, today, a high of 85, 83 on Tuesday, 81 Wednesday and Thursday, 83, 84, 84, Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Got a chance of some showers every day throughout the week, though, so you might want to carry a, a small umbrella with you. Uh, but the temperatures are starting to heat up a little bit. The humidity is going to rise a little bit as well. And like I said, if you don't believe what I'm telling you, just stick your head out the window and check it out for yourself. <laughs> Always and very informative. Man, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. That. Absolutely. All right, guys, it's time for our local news. And, of course, this is brought to you by our good friends, Michael Hatcher and Associates. Guys, if you are in the market for a new career and want to work for a local company that is just growing by leaps and bounds, even has another sub-company called Masterlawn that does all your spraying needs for your yard. So, you know, this is that spring, summertime of the year that you need to get your yard spray. You want to make sure those weeds are getting out of there. You don't want your yard to look like Tony's. This is the place you want to go check That's out. That's right. Okay, this is who you want to call. Go to masterlawn.com. Look, you can either hire them to help take care 
share your yard, or if you're looking for a new career, they have several positions available. Go check it out. Great pay, great benefits, great team atmosphere. You won't regret it. T, what are we looking like for our news? I know the first thing on here is rough, man. Yeah, it's, it's rough. pretty rough. This this past Thursday, officers of the Olive Branch Police Department arrested and charged Daniel Paul Harris, who is 44 years of age, uh, of Neal Avenue and Olive Branch, with two counts of sexual abuse, two counts of sexual battery, one count of unnatural intercourse. Jeez. Mr. Harris received a total bond of $725,000. As this remains an active and ongoing investigation, uh, the city cannot release any additional information because it might impede the investigation. Additionally, the OB Police Department would like to thank the Office of the District Attorney, Bob Morris, the uh, South Haven Police Department, and the DeSoto County Sheriff's Office for their assistance in this investigation. Jeez, man. You know, uh, you know, I'm sitting there looking at the picture of this guy, and you know, of course, yeah. he's got a shirt on that has Yoda. And you know, in our starting music of the of our episode was Star Wars music, and right. it's actually called Binary Sunset. It's one of my favorite ones of the movie, and mm-hmm. I hate that there's a correlation with that. You know, like May yeah. the Fourth be with you was this week. Yeah. You know, leading yeah. to this, and of course, this guy's got his mugshot with him wearing Yoda. But uh, you know, here's the thing. I checked in on this a little bit, and th- this is really, really tough to report on. You know, we try to keep things sure. positive here and everything right. else, but people need to know when stuff like this is going on in the public, and I'm sure everybody knows because it's made quite a quite a ripple effect, as you would say. The gentleman right. here that has been accused, remember that, he is not guilty, okay? That's he right. has been accused and charged, and so he is a innocent man until proven guilty in a court of law. Some of these charges are wow. They are eye opening. They are scary. Yeah, um, and to find out this is a pastor of a church here in Olive Branch. Mm. He is a person who helps out with swim lessons for the youth. He yeah. also does. Uh, he helped do tumbling for youth in this area. A yeah. lot of his stuff is very much around youth, and yeah. a lot of these charges are supposedly you know, in relation with children. And that's just extremely difficult to read. Very tough to hear this happening in our wonderful neighborhood, our wonderful city. Um, I can just, you know, um, if it's true, I'm happy that he's, you know, he's arrested behind bars and the legal system is doing what they're supposed to. If it's not true, I hate it for him and his family because it seems like you get labeled, you know, and and my understanding is his wife is an angel. Everybody loves her. I've heard from several people that she was in complete shock when this all happened and that she is a fantastic person. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's not a victimless crime. You know, even if it's, even if it's false, you know, or there's an error, everybody, there's going to be victims no matter what. And this is very, very tough. And so we're going to keep, an eye on this and see where it goes um yep. you know and try to let y'all know how it unfolds but very sad situation for sure yeah and e- either way if, if 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 it's this guy or or if it's not true you know we we got to keep him and his family and everyone involved on the victim side of it in in, in thought and prayer as well i mean because let, let's say it is him okay uh and even if it's not him whoever it is or uh, whatever is going on, those people—they've got something wrong, and you know we all want to be able to support anything that's being wrong to to try to make it right. So, and like you said before, if it's not him, you know uh, he's labeled. I mean, yeah, he's going to stick with him either way. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's uh, so, yeah, it's a bad situation. All right, moving on. The DeSoto County Sheriff's Department has recently conducted a highly successful operation to verify compliance with state laws regarding sex offenders. 
Over a period of four days, the department investigated approximately 220 registered sex offenders to ensure that they were abiding by state laws. Additionally, nearly two dozen arrest warrants will be issued for violations that were uncovered during the operation and numerous other investigations are ongoing. This operation was a crucial part of the department's mission to protect the citizens of DeSoto County. The department's efforts were assisted by the U.S. Marshal Service, and this ongoing investigation marks a significant step toward ensuring the safety and security of our community. Hey, if, if you ever want to know uh, if, if someone in your community, in your neighborhood, in your subdivision, on your street, uh, if you have any sex offenders that are there, there is a sex offender registry uh, that you can go to online. Uh, that web address is state, S-T-A-T-E dot S-O-R dot D-P-S dot M-S dot gov and then a backslash sign. So you can pause this, back it up about 10 seconds, write down that web address again as you're listening to this. Uh, you can go to that website and you can stay informed about sex offenders that may be living in, in the area. No doubt. And believe it or not, that website will actually show you a map that gives you like a, a yeah. pinpoint like you would if you were yeah. doing a tr- you know travel destination of every single registered sex offender in DeSoto County. And I believe there's photos of them there as well. Correct. And so that is part of the registry and everything else. And, um, you know, that's uh, it's not something anybody enjoys looking at, but sometimes right. being informed is a good thing. You know what I mean? Sure. So... Take it for what it is, people. Take it for what it is. That's Take, right. Give us something good in the news, man. I got something good for you right here. A National Day of Prayer event was held on the lawn of the City Hall at noon today. Uh, special thanks to Pastor Jared Brooks of First Baptist Church Olive Branch for coordinating the event this year. And thanks to everyone who participated and lifted up prayers. Yeah, no doubt. I had a little typo there. This was this was last week, but um, you know they had a great turnout. I mean, oh yeah, uh, that's right. Ken yeah. Adams was there. They had a, uh, um, the chief was there. A lot of people. Uh, it was a it was a great to see that kind of community support for this kind of situation. So uh, kudos to everybody. I'm happy that we're able to celebrate that for sure. No doubt. What else we got, T? Well, I tell you, you know, we we talked about how May the fourth. Be with you. Oh yeah, this big star Star Wars Wars thing on May fourth. But did you also know? (laughs) Yeah, but did you also know that on May fourth is International Firefighters Day? Had no clue. I had no clue about. They're probably not happy about the Star Wars thing, honestly. Well, yeah, it kind of overshadows everything yeah, else because nobody ever thinks about firefighters until your house is on fire. That's right. You know, you know what I mean. They're great when they're needed. Otherwise, huh? That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. I, I think some of the best cooks you'll ever find are going to be in your firehouses as no well. Doubt. So, no doubt. So you got some multi-talented people who are willing to put their lives on the line <laughs> and and, uh, and cook a good meal right before they have to do. So we celebrate all our firefighters. We appreciate the work that you do to help serve and protect our community. Absolutely. Guys, do y'all have a home that is in need of repair? Maybe it's outdated, worse, or you just got out of a divorce or loss of a loved one or something like that, and you want to get it off your hands fast, you know, for some good cash. You don't have to worry about going through months and months of process or anything else, and you're just looking for a fair and honest, uh, you know, offer. There's a great company, a great website to even go there, and that is iBuyDeSoto.com. It is wonderful. They show you the entire process of how they, you know, they buy a house, how they flip it, how they try to improve the community and the whole nine yards. Here, I'll tell you what, I'll even give you some more information from one of the owners now. Thanks, guys. This is Smith with Rodman Properties. If you have a house, property, or rental property that has tenants that you're tired of, call us. We're here to give you a fair offer 
and sell it to someone local. Reach out to us on our website at ibuythesoda.com or call us at 662-469-6365. We would love to talk with you. All right, good news for all you Morgan Wallen suckers. I mean, fans. Uh, you went You're cold, Oxford, man. You're cold for that, man. You're cold. <laughs> if you if you were there for his second night in Oxford and, and got stood up by him, uh, he has announced that he will be making up his concert there. However, a uh, date has not yet been determined. So they went from uh, from uh, telling everybody that they're going to get their money back. And then I know a couple of friends of mine that went to get their money back and they were told it was going to be determined. And then he finally came out and announced that he will be making up that date. But the date has not been announced yet. So that's, yeah, that's where we're at Woo, on that. Man. I know there was a bunch of hot people. Man, there was a lot of furious people. I mean, it's like all over over social media, all these people who had like cameras up. And when they yeah. saw the sign and the announcement, they yeah. turned the cameras on their face and they were like, Oh heck no! <laughs> they were hot, boy. Yeah, that's Woo. that's the that's the G version of it. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, they were, they were pretty hot. Hey y'all, uh, if your kids love soccer, and even if they don't love soccer, don't even know what soccer is, you need to get them out here. Let them figure it out for themselves. Soccer is growing and growing and growing across uh, our state and across our nation as well. The city of Olive Branch is having their fall soccer registration. I be- believe it begins next week on May 15th, and it'll run through June 11th. So you'll have plenty of time to get in there and get your child registered uh, for their soccer uh, for, for this coming summer. Uh, it's going to be for boys and girls ages 4 to 16. If you are a DeSoto County resident and you wish to register, your registration fee is $75. If you don't live in DeSoto County, you're welcome to come and be a part of it. Uh, the registration for non-DeSoto County regis- uh, residents is $100. So I think you can go to their website, which is olivebranch.recdesk.com to register now. Yeah, there you go, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. T, I yep. appreciate all that news, man. Guys, that's all our hey, news for this welcome. week. And uh, just a quick reminder, if you'd love to advertise with us, send us an email or reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook. We're called the DOB Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and try to get your information on our show. Pretty girls walk like this, 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 this. Pretty girls walk like this, 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 this. Guys, it's time for our Alderman Report with Dale Dickerson. And, man, just another great conversation when Dale got back from Washington, D.C. Uh, just He's lobbying for us like he talked about in the last time. And uh, so let's go right over this audio now to hear all the good news. Hey, guys, I've got my good friend Dale Dickerson back with us on the podcast. And he's going to give us a quick report from our last Alderman meeting and a little bit of an update on some things that he got to travel with this week. Dale, how's it been with you, brother? Fantastic, Zach. It's been a whirlwind week this week, though. Just got back from Washington. We had a great uh, meeting up there with uh, both of our uh, U.S. Senators, Senator Wicker and Senator Sidney Hyde-Smith, and staff of several of the other congressmen. And it was just a very productive meeting. Uh, Mayor Adams and David Alderman David Wallace and I represented Olive Branch. All the mayors from the five cities there, several aldermen, uh, three of the board of supervisors, several uh business people all met with them and just had a really productive meeting. Um, we found out while we were up there that uh, Senator Hyde Smith has just been named the ranking member of the Appropriations Committee, and that is huge for the state of Mississippi because that's where all the money gets dispersed out of is appropriations. So we're going to have the ranking member 
uh, from our state on that committee. So it, it looks really good for us to be able to get some money into Mississippi this year from Congress. That's great to hear. Great to hear. Uh, there were, all the mayors all had their different projects. We actually had three different projects. We talked a little bit about it last uh, last session, but uh, we asked for some money for the sewer in the annexed area. It's going to cost about $27 million to put sewer in for everybody in the annexed areas. We've got $9 million that we got from ARPA funds that, uh, that got allocated a couple of years ago. It has to be used for water and sewer, so we're planning on using all of that in the annexed areas. We asked for another $5 million to see if we could help out with that. Uh, we asked for, like I said, we asked for some money for the pre-engineering work and some design work for the maybe widening parts of 305. We also asked for some money for the airport, the, the tarmac where these guys t- come out of their hangars. We asked for some money to try to redo that tarmac. So we're hopeful we'll get some of that. But I know we're not going to get it all, but we're hopeful we're going to get some of it anyway, which will be really huge for us. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. We talk about the airport. We seem to talk about that every week, but it's just gangbusters out there. Uh, for the first quarter of the year, we were the busiest airport for general aviation in stating, which includes Jackson International and Biloxi Gulfport. Uh, we were 500 landings and takeoffs more than any other airport in that first quarter. That's cool, man. That's great to see you. That, that puts you on the map for sure. It does. And, uh, you know, every month this year we've set a new record. And, of course, April was no different. Our old record was like 7,000 takeoffs and landings in April. We blew by that with over 8,700 for that month. So it's just really taken off out there. No pun intended, I know. We've got, um, let's see, I think we've got 60 hangars. We just signed a, a new ground lease for two hangars for some corporation who wants to put a couple out there, like a million-dollar hangar. Got a couple of more uh, that are in negotiation. We've got 63 hangars, I believe, and we've got a waiting list of 90 people and corporations that want to come to the airport. <laughs> Good to be wanted, man. It's good to be wanted. You know, it, it is. I mean, it's just everybody wanting to get away from Memphis International, having to fly, you know, mess with uh, FedEx planes coming in, passenger traffic. So they're trying to get away from all that uh, traffic out there and want to, want to come down the branch. So it's it's just really moving along very, very well. We're very pleased at how the airport's doing. That's great, man. Uh, let's see. Just in the regular meeting, uh, We've got, we actually approved the sale of those bonds. Uh, we actually got our quotes in for the bonds. We approved the sale of those for the fire station and the park in the eastern part of the city. We approved an, uh, an event at the, uh, by the soccer field. Again, another rodeo's coming in May. It'll come like May 27th, right before Memorial Day weekend. So that's, that seems to really taken off. It's, uh, weather hadn't cooperated quite like it would, but, We've had pretty close to a full capacity, even with the threat of rain. So we're looking forward to that again. We've got, uh, we approved some stuff the other night. We're getting ready to do a water and gas rehabilitation over in Maywood. Uh, that water and gas lines over are pretty old. So we've been working for several years trying to get ready to do that project. And all we've got to do now is get some sign releases for some easements, either temporary or permanent. And we're going to, start doing that work over in Maywood, and I know the residents are going to really be thrilled to get that work done over there. 
I know there will be. That's awesome. I've got a few friends that live over there, and they really love that area. So that's great to see it's getting some re- rejuvenation, as you say. Yeah, it's just been, it, you know, everything else was kind of um, administrative type things on the, on the Alderman meeting again, uh, you know, weedy lots and stuff, trying to get those things cleaned up that's already started here for this year. People needing to get the grass cut stuff. That kind of stuff went on the rest of the meeting, but, you know, things are hopping in our branch. That's all right, Dale. You know what? Sometimes, uh, you know, just little things that show we're moving in the right direction, that's good, man. And sometimes if you're not talking about bad things, I mean, that's a good news. So to me, it seems like every week, uh, you know, or every two weeks, you guys are talking about things where you're approving and you're making moves to improve everything. Uh, you know, people seem to be pretty darn happy. I don't see a lot of complaints. You know, you, know, you can't please everybody, but um, like you said, I mean, busiest airport, things are moving in the right direction. Y'all are putting services in for people who are annexed, uh, you know, uh, it, new businesses, new restaurants, new things are coming in constantly. Uh, I think it's great. And so, uh, I really appreciate your time as always, Dale. It means a lot. I appreciate you traveling out to Washington DC with the other folks and, you know, lobbying for us and putting our names out there to try to get more for our residents. And, uh, that means a lot. And so, uh, from OB pod, man, we say thank you, brother. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate the opportunity to come on. Y'all have a good day. You too, Thanks. Bro. Man, that's something else about the airport being larger than Jackson now. And and that's with Memphis International just up the road. Oh, I know. Did you hear that he that all these people are trying to get out of Memphis to come to Olive Branch and we're having that many landings over eighty seven hundred yeah. in April, the record wow. every month breaking that, and then knowing that's beating out Jackson, that's incredible. So, yeah, well, we uh, have running water up here. <laughs> well, it's drinkable. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's drinkable, yeah. Jeez, I'm telling you. Well, look, I want to say one thing. A side note, we want to say a special congratulations to Dale Dickerson and his wife, as on this Tuesday, Tuesday, tomorrow when you hear this, if you're listening on Monday, they will be celebrating, get this, 50, 50 years, years of marriage, man. Congrats wow. to the Dickersons. That is freaking wow. phenomenal. If you see Dale and his wife... Tell them congrats. That's a big deal. Okay, let's go. T, you ready for some dad jokes, man? Yes, hit me with some. We need some humor. I got you, man. I got you. Of course, this is brought to you by our good friend and the number one insurance agent in DeSoto County. That is our good friend, Ali Edgelali of Alpha Insurance. Guys, that is the ace agency of Olive Branch. Look, if you want to save money and get better coverage and work with a guy who actually gives a crap, let's just go ahead and call it like it is. You know what I'm saying? Let's just be real. straight. You know what I mean? Look, I don't know how many times I've texted or called him with some generic questions because I'm just kind of novice, you know, because I actually just enjoy talking to the guy, and he's Johnny on the spot every single time. Look, I tell you what, I'm going to get him on the show right quick and let let him tell you a little bit more. Hey, guys, thanks. This is uh, Allie with Alpha Insurance. I appreciate, you know, all the support. I'd love to give you guys a free quote. Just come see me in my office at 7047 Commerce Drive here in Olive Branch. I look forward to meeting you. All right, T. I've got some good ones for you today. Are you ready for this? And by this, one of, I believe it or not, my last one's actually going to be a story, and it's actually a joke from like okay. the late 80s, believe it or not. So I okay. can't, I can't I see if you'll uh, be able to guess who made this story joke when I get done with it, you, all right? You were still in diapers in the late 80s, weren't you? You didn't have to go there, but okay. Whatever. I mean, I, I mean, I was, I was, I was in college. I was then. born in 1980, and I was out of diapers probably uh, by okay. 86, I would hope, you know? <laughs> That's not what your wife told me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, T. Oh, gosh. All How right, do you me, make a tissue dance? 
Ah, I think I know this one. You ready? I think I know this one, yeah. You put a little boogie in it. <laughs> put a little boogie in it. <laughs> <laughs> Sound effects. Yes. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. All right. I hope I can say this one right without giggling. All right. Here we go. Okay. See, what okay. is the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? I don't know. The, the number of syllables? I have no idea. <laughs> well, in Dubai, they don't like the Flintstones cartoons. But Abu Dhabi do. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> See, there were two salads running around the park being naughty. And so oh, the police my. got a hold of them and said, what gives you two fellas the right to be running around like this? Their answer, because our dads let us. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the story one. You ready? Yeah. Did yeah. you hear the story about the kids selling kittens outside of a banquet hall that was being used for a Democratic fundraising convention? Okay. All right. Yeah. When people came out, the kid would say, buy a Democrat kitten. Well, a few weeks later, the Republicans had a similar fundraiser at the same place. When they came out, the same kid was selling kittens. But this time, he would be saying, buy a Republican kitten. Well, a member of the press saw him at the last event and came over and said, wait a minute. You were selling these as Democrat kittens a few weeks ago, but as Republicans now? The kid said, yeah. And he goes, well, you have to understand, now they have their eyes open. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little political humor there. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> da, 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 da. All right, one last joke to try to make it good. All right, one. All right here we go. That was pretty good, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this might get us canceled. All right, here we go. <laughs> People say circumcision doesn't hurt, but I disagree. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah, I was oh. circumcised when I was born, and I couldn't walk for a year. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you haven't turned us off already, we hope you've enjoyed our dad jokes. And you'd think you'd learn by now if you hadn't, right? <laughs> yeah, you would think. You would definitely think. Oh, boy. If you'll be the cash, I'll be the rubber bands. You'll be the match, I'll be a fuse. Boom, painter, baby, you can be the muse. I'm the reporter, baby, you can be the Well, guys, this is the sad part of the show that I hate that we're having to do, but it's something we enjoy doing because we want to remember a fantastic young man, Mr. Morgan Howell. He was a sophomore at Lewisburg High School, 16 years old, who tragically passed this past Sunday, um, right as we were putting our last show on. And, um, you know, we thought about just kind of moving on from it. But uh, we have a lot of friends at Lewisburg, a lot of, you know, people who are connected yeah. to our podcast. And uh, we heard so many good things about it. Um, this young man, his family and everything else. And so uh, why not? We, we think we should honor this young man, uh, the people who loved him, the people who saw him and the legacy that he's leaving behind, even at an early age that he's left us. Um, and so like we've done in the past, I've got some people that were close to him or part of his daily life, especially over at Lewisburg, um, to maybe put a couple, you know, words together to talk about him. Uh, and, and the last one is a story about a person that only ever met him once. But the story that he brings, you might have read it on Facebook, but I was able to get him on the podcast, and it's a fantastic, fantastic story that yeah. he gives. And um, I really hope y'all enjoy uh, these comments that they made for Morgan. 
and uh, enjoy this audio. And please tell your friends and your family and stuff if the, you know anybody who knew Morgan or has connections with their family to give it a listen as well. You know they might not know the podcast or anything like that, but uh, this is a tribute to Morgan, and we hope you enjoy this audio. You know, Morgan Howell was a uh, extremely tough kid, a gritty kid, and uh, and one that you know everybody seemed to love, and you couldn't really help help but love him and, and enjoy being around him. Always had a huge smile on his face, uh, an extreme competitor, and um, you know one we're definitely going to miss. Uh, you know, I remember the day that we we kind of came in and it first happened. Had a lot of people asking, you know, who who are his close friends there in the locker room, and um, I mean, it was everybody. I couldn't, you know, you knew who his real best friends were, but and it was really hard to tell. I mean, a guy that impacted our locker room, um, every everybody just uh, loved and respected this kid, and um, you know, definitely gonna miss him, and and uh, he'll definitely continue to be a part of our program and, and part of each one of us. Uh, forever. So, um, Morgan, we love you. We miss you. And uh, I promise we'll continue to be tough and gritty, just like you are, buddy. This is Coach Hector. Morgan Howe was a great kid. Um, he'll truly be missed. Uh, he was a Lewisburg wrestler and football player. Strong, tough kid. And, um, Pray for the Melton and Howe family. But Morgan, he will will love you. Gonna miss you, brother. Love you, Coach G. Lewisburg's been through a tough year, uh, Lewisburg High School specifically, and we lost Coach Chip in the fall, and we lost Morgan in the spring. And it's it's not until you lose somebody uh, in your your community that you you start to hear stories about how much those people impacted other people's lives. And Morgan had such an impact on so many people's lives in the Lewisburg community. And, and you just didn't realize it until, until unfortunately, after he's gone. And uh, I know my staff, all of the students miss him greatly, are going to miss him greatly. And, uh, but you know what? Um, if there's anything positive coming out of it, the, the football team is rallying around each other. They're supporting each other. They're ready to, to play and, and work in honor of him. Morgan is just going to be missed in our community uh, big time, and uh, we're, we're grieving for uh, our, our, our Lewisburg family and his family as well. Man, Morgan, and uh, to the entire uh, Melton family, we're going, to miss, we're going to miss him. We're praying for y'all. This is uh, Chris Perkins, principal of Lewisburg High School. Morgan was that one student that always took every single challenge head on, and one of the things that I'll never forget about him was we went on a youth trip and he constantly had energy and he was always pushing himself and others to bring their best for the activities and different challenges. But beyond that, he knew when to have such a great time and when to really bring the best for himself. And when he did that, it trickled through to everything, into his athletics, into his school, into his family. And that's one thing that I'm I'm honored and inspired by the things that he's done and the things that he, he left for all of us um, to continually push ourselves to be the best and never leave anything on the field to put, to put it all out there 100%. And uh, I'm, I've been inspired by that and I'm inspired to take that legacy and take it in my own life, being much older than he was, but 
he was just an inspiration, an amazing kid, a goof, and uh, definitely one of a kind. And it was an honor to be his student pastor and an honor to know him. This is Carson Kruger, and Morgan, I love you, and I can't wait to see you again. I know that you are up there in the weight room pushing your pushing your max bench and your max rep to the fullest. And buddy, I can't wait to hear the stories, and I can't wait to see your smile again. Love you. I didn't know Morgan that well. I'd only ever met him one time, uh, formally. I know my kids were friends with him, and they ran in circles with him. So I probably saw him more than I ever met him. Uh, we were cleaning the warehouse right after Christmas. I'd asked my daughter to round up some of her friends and my son to round up some of his friends. Uh, like I say, I, I had offered $20 an hour and two boxes of Drake gear uh, for anybody that was willing to come and help. Man, that, that really brought people out of the woodwork. And so I had 25 kids show up at the warehouse. My daughter was trying to say, oh, this is so-and-so, and this is so-and-so. I can't ever remember anybody's name. And I, I struggle to remember folks, period. She'd say, oh, you met him before, you met him before. And I, you know, being the dumb old man that I am, I so easily forget. Everybody came in and we were getting the dust mops unwrapped. We were starting to work around a little bit there and I was starting to team the kids up because it's a 200,000 square foot uh, warehouse. And so I knew how it was when I was a kid. You know, if you just let me go when I was 16 years old, I probably wouldn't have done a whole lot of work. And so I was trying to pair them up like, okay, you guys are in charge of this aisle. You guys are in charge of this aisle. And, uh, everybody got paired up or paired themselves up except for one kid and that kid had a purple sweatshirt on like I say because I can't remember names I started assigning nicknames to people and the one that easily came to me for him was purple I said well purple you come work with me and so he did and I'm an old man and I tell stories and pick on people and carry on we stood in the middle of the aisles and all the boys would sweep their piles to the middle and me and me and purple would sweep it up put it in this big gaylord box and we filled up three gaylord boxes that night with dust and trash and things like that I, I grew up on a farm i was raised by my grandparents so i was told early you know you work and you work hard I thought, well, this kid won't be able to keep up with me, you know, maybe for a little while, but after a while he'll get tired or, you know, he won't be able to keep up. You know, learning what I learned over the weekend, I think he saw that as a challenge. He wouldn't, he wouldn't let me outwork. That's, uh, that's not a common thing these days to see a kid willing to work that hard, especially with me making <laughs> Josh and with him carrying on. We finished up and we went back to the office, which is where all our samples are. I was, and I mean, those kids were like ravenous wolves, ready to get out there and get into all those samples and all those clothes. They flew up those stairs and they started just going through everything, you know, and my wife and I were there and we were just trying to keep them on the rails and okay, yeah, you can have that, you can have this. Purple hand hung back. He, he didn't really get in there with the rest of them. He was one of the biggest kids there. You know, you would have thought he would have been knocking heads and trying to get what he wanted, but that wasn't his way. That wasn't his way. And 
I told him, I said, you know, buddy, you can have whatever you want up here. Don't be shy. You know, take take whatever it is you want. And he he asked me, he said, would it be all right if I got some things for my family? Would it be all right if I got some things for my brother? I didn't really think too much about it at the time, but I said, of course, you know, that's fine. But he was like, well, my brother's a bigger guy, you know, and can you help me find some things? And I did. You look back on that now and you know how everything would go and you think, my goodness, my goodness, what a what a sweet kid thinking about his family and thinking about other people before he was looking for things for himself. I got a call from my kids on Monday and my daughter sent me a text and said, Dad, can you come get us? And I thought, well, you know, what's going on? What's going on? And then I got a text from my son saying, Dad, I don't want to be here today. And I texted back and I said, what's, what's the matter? What's, what's happening? And he said, one of my friends died. And I said, who, who, who died, son? And he sent back and he said, Purple. I went and I got him. And I took them to lunch. I could see in their eyes that they were they were really taking it hard. It made me think of a time when I was 16. When I was 16, I lost my two best friends in a car accident. Jason Deaton and Clint Burton. And I thought of the way I felt. Boy, I got to a pretty dark place at that time. Pretty dark place indeed. A place that I didn't know if I'd be able to be able to come out of. And I thought of the pain that my children must be feeling at the loss of Morgan. I took them to lunch, like I said, and I tried to impart some wisdom on them as best I could. I said, kids, you just never know. You never know what's going to come day by day. You got no guarantee of tomorrow. The best you can do is to love those that you have around you for as long as you can. I wrote something and apparently, <laughs> apparently a lot of people read it. I didn't realize it would go as far as it did. But the reason I wrote that is because I know just what those kids and what those families must be going through right now. And pain is a funny thing. Pain can destroy us. Pain can cause us to turn inward and revel in our own misery. Or we can use pain as a tool to try and do some good from the hurt that's been in our lives. I wrote that not because I knew Morgan well. I knew him enough to know that he was a good person. Anyone could have seen that. But I wrote that and I sent it out there in the hopes that in some way that that might lift a little of the pain off the shoulders who loved him of those that loved him best. I wrote that not only to honor him, but to honor the memory of my two friends. So that the pain that I felt 30 years ago might not be felt by someone that loved Morgan. That they might look at that and see a little bright in the darkness. My name is Kevin Williams. I didn't know Morgan slash Purple that well, but I knew him well enough to know that he was a good person. I sure will miss it.
All right, guys, it's time for our motivational message. And guys, this one's brought to you by our newest sponsor of the podcast. That is A-Plus Heating and Air Conditioning Service. If you are having trouble with your HVAC system or you need new equipment, Tim and his family are the people to call. The things he prides himself on are expert craftsmanship, but not only that, expert customer service. And you know as well as I do, you want to have somebody who's really going to take care of you, who's going to give you the primary focus, who shows up on time, who's going to be there to work on your stuff and not sit on their cell phone or drag things out or feel like you're getting scammed. You know, everybody needs Freon, right? No, Tim's not going to do you that way. You know what I mean? So (laughs) seriously, if you have any kind of problems, you want somebody who's local, honest, has a great reputation, call over there at A+. You can call his cell phone anytime, 901-496-7867, and he will take care of you. T, this week, this just continue with this kind of the theme of the show. You know, this is about losing yeah. a loved one, you know, and yeah. This, yeah. this young lady has a fantastic message about what you should focus on when it comes to losing a loved one, and I think it's great audio, so let's go to it now. If you had a loved one that passed away, and you're constantly focusing on how sad you are that they are no longer with you. You're focusing on like how bad it feels that you have to move forward in your life without them and you just can't stop crying because you miss them and maybe you're, maybe they died from something that was unexpected. Maybe it was traumatizing. You know, whatever the case is, something that has been hurting you so deeply. Here is the message for you. If you are only focusing on the loss, if you are only focusing on the death, then you have forgotten about the value of their life in the sense of What was it that they experienced in life? What about their growth? What about the beautiful things that they did and they accomplished? Sometimes we get so caught up in feeling bad. We get so caught up in feeling sad that we forget that it is okay to celebrate the memory of the person that you lost. And all that they did, all that they accomplished, everything that they did, it affected you in a good way. It affected other people in a good way. They brought change. And that's something worth focusing on. You know, everyone mourns the loss of someone close to them in their own way. Some people uh, take longer times than others. some people grieve in different ways than others. But I think the biggest thing to remember is is that it's okay to be sad. It's okay to miss people. Uh, but at some point, and, and you know, I hope for, for anybody, uh, including myself, that when that time comes where you can just start, you know, start living your life again and live it in a manner that would be uh, honoring to that person. And uh, is a represents uh, and it represents, you know, what they were about, what their personalities were about, what they, how they would want you to go ahead and live, you know, once they're gone to begin with. I agree with you, T. I think that uh, the best way to honor anyone that's not there is to live a life they would be proud of and they represent, you know, and 
I, um, I have unfortunately been to some funerals of some very young people in my past and it is never easy. Um, but one thing I have learned going to different funerals and different things is, is that if you focus on what made you smile about that person, instead of the absence of them, which turns that into a frown or heartache and pain, uh, the healing process can go a lot faster and yeah. it's easier said than done. Don't get me wrong. We all have to go to sure. our dark places and everything else. And I can all, I can only imagine what some people's pain would be in these situations. And, um, but you know, we're, we're praying for you. We're there for you. And we hope that our motivational message this week gives you a little bit of help. Anybody out there who's struggling or still reeling from the situation, or, you know, maybe you've just recently lost someone, whatever it is, um, lean on the positive things, you know, gravitate to the people you love and uh, work through it. Time will heal and honor the person by how you live the rest of your life. All right, it's time for Random Facts Stories You Likely Didn't Know that's brought to you by Old Town Fitness. Y'all need to go see the good folks over at Old Town Fitness over on uh, 9045 Highway 178 in Olive Branch. Uh, Great people, amazing owners, want to help you get fit, want to help you get healthy, but they're not going to drive you nuts. They're not going to try to sell you a bunch of stuff that's going on. They're there just to be helpful and to be friendly to all of their customers that come in. So make sure and go by and see them. They're open Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to noon, and then from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. on those days. On Saturdays, they're open from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., and they are closed on Sunday. All right there, Zachary. Got a couple of good ones for you this week. Did you know that if you're ever in a falling elevator, lie flat on your back on the floor and cover your face? Lying flat on the floor can help you distribute the impact across the body, potentially reducing injuries. Never would have thought that. No. Uh, I would think that if I were in that situation, I would be too busy crapping my pants to think about whether or not I need to lie on the floor or not. <laughs> yeah. You know, I watched an episode of Mythbusters where they were like, you know, people have this myth that as the elevator's getting ready to land, you should jump up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so you don't, you know, yeah. you go in the opposite direction and they timed it perfectly. It doesn't make no difference. You're, you're still traveling downward. Yeah. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. Yeah. So I have seen something where they actually prove laying flat does give you increase your odds. So, right. uh, if you, like you said, if you don't have anything running down your leg and you're able to have the thought of a laying flat, good luck to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Whatever's not running down your leg, then lie down. I'm, sh- I'm sure anybody in the elevator with you will certainly appreciate that. <laughs> All right, moving on. Did you know? Now, listen to this. Listen to this one now. Okay, this is fake. In, ni- in 1957, a grandmother was hit in the face by a foul ball at a Phillies Giants game. Now, as she was being carried out of the stadium on the stretcher, the very next pitch, another foul ball hit her again. (laughs) Dang, man, that's cold. Man, they couldn't even stop the game long enough to get the old bat out of there. I swear, man. No pun intended, by the way, with bat. (laughs) Oh, wow. She she needs to go buy a lotto ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure she's dead by now. She's a grandmother in 1957. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, my gosh, man. That's horrible. I hate I'm laughing, but I mean, like. I have this visual like it's a, 
you know, something off of, you know, Naked Gun comedy TV. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. ball hits her twice, you know. Yeah, they're carrying her out, play ball. Let's yeah. do it again, right? Wow. Oh, well. Wow. All right. And our last one. Did you know that Bill Broyles, who is the writer of the movie Castaway, chose to deliberately strand himself for one week on an isolated beach in the Sea of Cortez to force himself to search for water, food, and to obtain his own shelter. During this time, a volleyball sh- washed up on shore. How about that? Yeah. Guys, if you've never seen the movie Castaway, I encourage I you to go see it. I don't know if I like it or not. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm more... I love I'm, the movie until the end. I'm more I'm more fascinated by it than anything. Yeah, yeah, until the end of it. Like I, mean, I it just kinda, it, it, it rips you. It does. It rips you emotionally. It does. Well, here's the deal. Like spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Hit the 30 yes. seconds forward here. The right. whole idea that he kept a picture to keep him going cuz he's yeah. love for this woman is what gave him purpose in life. Yeah. And to see that that would not be waiting for him and that he right. has to just start over. Yeah. That yeah. It's like it's like being cast away twice. You realize yeah. that? That's what it was. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I felt and for I was, him at the that, end too. It was gut wrenching. Yeah. Oh, it was. I never really felt for him, but she made the right decision. I was proud of her. She did. I mean, she did. Yeah. But that's the thing, is that you know, he came back from unbelievable odds, and you were rooting for him. Tell me the truth now. Tell me the truth. Yeah. Did you get upset when Wilson was cast away? I felt for him. But I, I kind of thought that whole part was really a little stupid. Well, I'll me. be honest with you. Me, did you like, cry? No, I didn't cry. But dude, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> the lip quivered a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, man. <laughs> what do you call it? The, I'm, and here's the deal. We were at the theater watching it, and there were people boo-hooing around me. Boo-hooing. I'm not talking about like sniffles. I'm talking yeah. waterworks, tissue. Yeah. Oh yeah. Over a volleyball. Look, my wife and I, we saw it when it was in the theaters as well. And when everybody left, there wasn't a word spoken. Oh, yeah, yeah. You talk about when he's left, at the end of the movie. It was movie, like leaving he, a funeral. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. It was a tough movie. I mean, bravo. I mean, it was well yeah. done. Well done. And kudos yeah. to Tom Hanks, who who filmed several months and then took off six months to lose all that weight to make uh, weight, him look that yeah. weight. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to him, man. That was, that's hey, man. A, Hey, speaking of uh, movies, let's go into our review then, shall we? Absolutely, man. Guys, you know, our TV movie review this week, we got Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, T, you got to see it Friday night. I got to see it on uh, Saturday with the whole crew. Um, So, there are three Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Guys, now, spoiler alert. We are going to discuss parts of the movie. We're actually going to give things away in this, and we've both seen it and talking about it. So, if you do not want to have spoilers, you might want to turn away. Thanks for joining us. But I will tell you this. See you next week. I'll tell you, I'll give you the warning before we start doing spoilers. But, T, what would you think of the movie overall? Uh, Of the three, it uh, comes in third place. Third place. I I would give it three and a half stars. Wow. Out of... Out of, out of five. Out, out of five. five. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, yes, it is third out of third. I thought it was not as good as the first two. Um, I thought the, fir- the first one, the first one is one of my favorite all-time Marvel movies. I mm-hmm. absolutely love oh, how yeah, the characters movie. introduced, the comedy, the music of the first one, um, how they wrapped up. I thought they had a really good bad guy. Um the whole nine yards. I thought the movie was spot on. To me, it's a top three Marvel movie overall, the first one. Mm-hmm. Number mm-hmm. three. All right, now we're getting to spoiler range, ladies and gentlemen. Number three lacked when it came to an overall bad guy. 
It yes. lacked on the story developing pretty slow in the beginning. It was snail slow. Was in slow the in the beginning. I think it, you know, other than an action scene or two in the beginning, uh, mm-hmm. it took 30 minutes to get into where you, could, you gave a crap. Um, I, I did really like the, you know, the backstory of rocket. I thought that was pretty good where yeah. it shows how mm-hmm. he was created and right. his friends. I thought his friends were fantastic. And the only thing that killed me was, is that I knew they were all going to die as soon as I met him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was the right. thing that, I mean, as soon as they showed him up and they, you started going, Oh crap, I'm over here looking at my daughter going, yep, she's going to be crying right. soon. You know, I know where <laughs> this is going to go. And, uh, it, it was tough. You know, that was yeah. the, they really pressed on that. I was disappointed that they did not get, um, you know, Star-Lord and Gamora back together, you know, yeah. or close to it. You know what I mean? I thought yeah. that was unfinished business. Right. You know, I'm sure that maybe there's a reason for it, you know, as you saw at the end of the movie. Um, yeah. But I, I, just, I, was, I was disappointed in that. Um, I thought that some of the humor fell flat, like it was repeating of old humor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think they did a good job when it came to, you know, really pulling at the whole society and how you try to create perfect ones and it's not, it's not possible. Mm -hmm. And you need to realize that people's flaws can also be something that makes them individuals. And there was a little bit of, no, there wasn't anything political about it. It was just the reality of, of life basically. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the main, the main bad guy guys is a person who is trying to create the perfect society right. and it should basically you know his experiments on rocket were his ways of trying to instead of going through humans he wanted to turn animals into perfect humans people who right. did not have right. had compassion and thought but were not violent and he created a counter earth it was literally mm-hmm. earth like we see today but instead of people it was uh, humanoid versions of animals that we would know, like yeah. people. Like it has a visual of a, yeah. a guy who's a panda, you know, in human version mowing lawn, and a bat. And it was couple. actually called Counter Earth in the movie too. You're correct, and so yeah. uh, that was pretty neat, you know, only for it to be blown to bits, which just is right. another thing that was kind of like they they completely glossed over that. Yeah, you know that millions of people on a planet, you know, whatever. I just that was baffling how they glossed over it. I thought the bad guy was very weak. You know, every bad guy they've ever had to mm-hmm. deal with was a supernatural guy who could destroy everything. And this guy was very lackluster yeah. when it came to that. You know, if anything, he went out with a wimp. You know, it was just, yeah. Um, you know, so like there was just a lot of things that I, it was a very entertaining and fun movie, but it was also very predictable. And the bad guy was underwhelming. And I think that's the reason yeah. that we took the third spot. Um, and, I, and I think that's probably what contributed to it taking so long to get going into the movie. Yeah. I mean, I, it was probably, uh, for me, probably close to the first hour of the movie. Actually, I had to get up to go to the restroom and get something to drink and come back. And when I came back, it was like the movie had just flipped a switch on. And all of a sudden, it got it, it got much, much better to me. Oh, I yeah. really enjoyed the second half of the movie. I thought it was great. Yeah. The one question I have, though, is... Another spoiler alert coming up here. You know, apparently the only time he had ever been back home to Earth was at the end of the movie when he saw his grandfather. So my question is this. How did he get the MP3 player or iPod that he had? And how did he get 2000 uh, uh, music of the 2000s on it? That's a great question. 
Great question. So how did he get all that stuff? Now, they played a bunch of music throughout of it. A bunch of music. A bunch of music. So here's I the think thing. That was of, a, of all the three movies, I thought this was the weakest selection of movie, of music. Oh, I agree. I agree. You know, and they, they brought a couple back from the first one that's kind of like a, you know, kick it back in. I think they had to yeah. because the, yeah. the music they were choosing was kind of meh. You know, don't yeah. know they were At good best. music, but they don't have that iconicness of the first right. one and the second one. Um, even Thor Ragnarok was had better music, uh, you know, music selections mm-hmm. and different things, and so that was the one thing I would say is a little disappointed about, you know, on that side of it. So, I, but here I don't want to take away from the movie, guys. Is it worth going to the theater and watching? Yes, it is. It's probably the best thing that's out right now. Yeah, that's for it sure. is. It is a great a Marvel movie. Right guess now. here's the thing: there's nothing political. There's no, yeah. there's no message. There's no hidden undertones. I heard there was some people who were upset because the spacesuits were rainbow colored. People are like, oh, here we go again. I didn't get that vibe at all. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. It, I didn't at all. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't, nobody, nobody I talked to got that vibe. You can find whatever it is you're looking for in anything. Yeah, if you're looking for it that way. That's but right. That's I right. thought it was actually very creative. They had a planet that was made of like human tissue or mass, and it was unique yeah. and something different. They mm-hmm. really went the extra mile of trying to give you something new visually and make it interesting and they did that good so the creative side of it was good um the special effects were good uh the adam warlock the new character coming in um Mm -hmm. you know i was concerned because adam warlock is the equivalent of superman when he's at full power you know that uh, for the marvel world and so it made sense how they made him like as a youngling and immature and so he didn't Mm -hmm. understand what he was um so i thought that was pretty neat so they did a good job of setting all that up you know what movie he was also in don't you i do a few years back i do (laughs) We're the Millers. I don't recall that, that one. I don't. You don't recall that movie? Jason Sudeikis, Jennifer Aniston. He, he's he's getting an RV back from Mexico because he's a he's a drug dealer. Oh yes, college buddy. yes, yes, he, yes. He's the teenage boy in that. Yeah, movie. that makes me. I remember now. I remember. <laughs> but over overall, ladies and gentlemen, the movie yeah. is fun, entertaining, and worth going to the theater to watch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so get out, enjoy yourselves. Go to your local Malco. Get you a good comfy seat reserved and go enjoy a good movie. Hold up. All right, guys, our final section are sports, and we've got some baseball to wrap up. T, what's our scores looking like there, brother? Well, Center Hill, God bless them. Uh, they played the uh, top-ranked uh, Germantown High School uh, and lost game one in the playoffs six to nothing. They came back, however – and won the second game seven to six, but unfortunately uh, they lost the third game. The, the third game to to Germantown, and now their season is over. However, congratulations to the Mustangs on an outstanding season. You got a great ball team, and uh, uh, just just an overall great job. Y'all gonna be y'all gonna be so strong next year. It's gonna be unbelievable. Yeah, no doubt. Really proud of Coach Callahan, all the seniors, all you guys did a fantastic job. Uh, you know, you, you have nothing to hang your hats about. You know, no, not uh, at be all. proud and uh, really appreciate you representing Center Hill that well. That's right. As Ron Polk would say, that's baseball. Yep. All right. Lewisburg played Clinton 
And they won game one by a score of two to one and also won, went ahead and won game two, won nothing, won nothing to win that series. And now they'll uh, face Oxford next week. So That's they're right. still, still on the roll. Still on the roll. Congratulations to those Patriots, man. Good job, Coach Rusty Cagle. I spoke to him earlier, and uh, they are scouting for Oxford. Oxford split with Madison Central. Uh, and gotcha. so they uh, they took a nail in one of their games. But so Lewisburg is itching, and this is going to be a great matchup. Two quality, quality teams. Moving on to softball, Lewisburg uh, won their first game over Hernando 6-5, to but lost a, a game two uh, on a, a seventh inning home run by Hernando. Uh, but, hey, Lewisburg came in there, rallied, and came back and won the third game 3-2 to and won that series and now have clinched an appearance in the North Half Championships. Man, isn't that huge, man? That's, that's, that's huge, That's, that's man. huge, That's fantastic. Man. Patriots rolled, man. They, you know, they, I know it. That small white ball, they, they, they know what to do with it, man. That's, that's good stuff, man. That is really good stuff. Tell you, we got some announcements here. We've got our Region 2 6 8 all district team. Okay, that is our teams here in our local area for softball. Uh, we want to name some names of some of our local kids that got selected to this. This is a big deal. Uh, Ibram Abrams from Lewisburg High School was named uh, first team for pitcher. Uh, Leona Stokes was for catcher. The uh, Kara Walker for second base. Aubrey Williams for shortstop. Leah Walker for third base. And Madeline Savage and Avery Williams of Lewisburg for the outfield. Man, that basically almost every position went to Lewisburg. Minus yeah. that Center Hill had a designated utility player, and that is Maylee Wilhite um, was in there as well. So congratulations to all those first-team girls. Second team, we had a first baseman and an eater. I think it's Etter. Is that mm-hmm. correctly? Right. And then we had designated utility was Mackenzie Cobb. Congratulations to those girls. And She's on- at Center Hill. That's correct. And honorable yep. mention pitcher, Madison Young from OB. And shortstop, Aubrey Bergantz from Center Hill. So congratulations to those girls at well. That's a yeah. good honor. Very great sure good honor. Sure it is. Absolutely it is. Best now, of the best. Best of the best. Now, T, what do we got for our all-county team? We have an all-DeSoto County softball team that was uh, announced. And on the first team pitcher was Emma Abrams of Lewisburg. Uh, the catcher was also first team, uh, Leona Stokes from Lewisburg. Uh, first baseman, we had a second teamer from Lewisburg, Anna Etter. Uh, also an honorable mention at second base went to Carol Walker of Lewisburg. Uh, shortstop, first team. Aubrey Williams of Lewisburg, third base, first team was Leo Walker of Lewisburg, and honorable mention was Mackenzie Cobb of Center Hill. And we had a couple of uh, had a couple of outfielders, one named to the first team, Madeline Savage from Lewisburg, and honorable mention went to Avery Williams from Lewisburg as well. And as, as far as a designated or utility player, honorable mention went to Lindley Wilhite of Center Hill, utility huh. player, utility. Utility. That, that means you can stick them anywhere and they know how to play that position. Take care of business. That's exactly right. So, I mean, that's to, to me, even getting an honorable mention on that, you're, you got to be a pretty doggone good player. No doubt. She she also happens to be my neighbor. She's a fantastic young lady. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I mean, I had nothing to do with the vote. So, don't look at me like that, you know. But, I mean, uh-huh. so, so great girl, great family, great to hear. Congratulations to all those girls as a huge Absolutely. accomplishment. Uh, and go kick butt of there in the north half and make it to state and bring it home and that's what we want to, that's what we want well guys we hope you enjoyed our show and as always if you enjoy our content we, we encourage you to go check out our brother podcast under the water tower it's a great listen to listen to about a little bit about hernando they do some state politics some other good stuff it's just a really good podcast if you want to have more similar content go check it out that is under the water tower 
Well, that's a wrap for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed our tribute to Morgan as well as everything else we got in here. Tell your friends, your family, your coworkers about our podcast and make sure you help promote it for us to keep building and building for our community. Until then, this is a wrap for OB. I'm Zach. I'm T. We'll see y'all next week. I wanna kick it with This party like a sink on the mind You know how we do Everybody keeps saying I wanna kick it with you